Welcome into another Red Out Podcast. My name is Devin. We're talking tonight about some basketball. Got some NFL Western news. Um, going to have Abby tonight, so for those of you, that's your warning right now. Uh, but let's get into it. Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you all so much for joining us. Like I said, we are talking basketball tonight, and let's get a word from our sponsor real quick. I am not ashamed to admit in the past, I've needed a therapist. We all need someone, and it's a strong person who can admit it. I talked to my doctor, who referred me to a therapist, and I really didn't have much say as to who the therapist was. But with this episode's sponsor, BetterHelp, you do. You can filter out who you would like to talk to, age, gender, religion, and more to pair you with the person who works best for you. And if the person isn't exactly who you are wanting, you're not stuck. You can switch counselors. BetterHelp strives to offer affordable, professional, and accessible online therapy. So go to BetterHelp.com Redout today to save 10%. By doing this, you not only support us, you can work toward a brighter, healthier you. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Yes, thanks again, BetterHelp. We appreciate your support. Uh, Jared, how's it going, buddy? It's good. How are you? Doing good. Sorry, I'm trying to get a last minute, get some dinner in before we start talking basketball. Excuse me. Nice. I cooked a bunch of cabbage in a way that I really like. Nice, nice, nice. All right. Sorry, I've got my pup right behind me. So she's going to be breathing (laughs) all night right into the mic. That's fun. Old 14-year-old puppy. So, yep, you can hear her loud and clear. I'm sure that microphone's picking that up really good. Yeah, I hear it. (laughs) So I guess uh, winners and losers, uh, this will kind of cover both of what I was kind of teasing just a second ago. Uh, Jack Doyle, winner. He is retiring after about nine years in the league. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, big Western alum, bounced around for, uh, I think, a hot minute. In the beginning of his career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, the, in the, At the beginning, as I was saying. Um because he was drafted by the Titans in 13, and I think, did the Colts trade for him? Something like that. Well, they claimed him off off of waivers and added him to their active roster. Mm-hmm. Chuck Pangioni. I'm horrible with names. Chuck Pagano? Uh, what? P- Chuck Pagano? Yes. I was, you know, there's, it was 50, 50. I knew I was going to screw it up. So anyway, he was named the fourth tight end on the Colts depth chart, uh, to begin the regular season in 2013. And I mean, just, you know, doing amazing, doing what Jack Doyle does best and, uh, you know, career stats, uh, let's see, 131 games, 295 receptions, 2,729 yards, averaging like 9.3 yards per, uh, reception. Longest was 34 yards, and he had 24 TDs in the NFL. Um, regular season stats there. Uh, and then, of course, you know, postseason, uh, he went in the, they went in the postseason in 13, 14, and 2020. Uh, he had 100 receptions, uh, 100 yards, I'm sorry, 14 receptions in the postseason in those three years, 
100 yards, averaging seven yards. Uh, got one TD in 2020 in the in the postseason. So, congrats to Jack Doyle. I mean, and that's just on that's just on the field stuff. I mean, he's done so many like fundraisers. I mean, not fundraisers, but like charitable things uh, around Indianapolis. I mean, and that's his hometown, really. So, because mm-hmm. he went to uh, Cathedral High School, uh, it's a private Catholic high school in Indianapolis. Uh, so he was there, and then he went to Western. And I mean, just, I mean, and honestly, you know, he was relatively healthy in, uh, at Western. So, you know, that's part of the battle for these guys who are trying to go pro. They, uh, you know, if you get, if you have a lot of injuries in college, then it's going to hurt your, uh, your status as far as drafting and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, he's just done amazing. Uh, can't talk enough about Jack. He's, he was, uh, always a stand up guy, always polite, you know, Super nice guy. Um, but, yeah, Jared, what do you got, bud? Yeah, so I guess I'm surprised you didn't mention it right off the bat, but Aaron Rodgers re-signing with Green Bay. Are you happy about that or not? I mean, he's obviously uh, I, still good. I am, but I'm hoping all the drama's out, honestly. Maybe. Leave the drama to your mama as far as I'm concerned because I just don't want to – just leave that out. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I am happy. I, I, I love Aaron Rodgers. Um He's a good fit for Green Bay, but I don't know how much longer he's going to be there. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's how old now? What, like 37? I think so. Um, Let me look. I mean, I don't celebrate his birthday every year, so I'm not really sure. (laughs) Dang, you're not a true fan. Yeah, no, right? He's 38. That was close. Uh... Uh, he's 38 years old, and I almost think he created a curse mm. with San Francisco. Yeah, maybe. Well, that was the team he wanted to play for because he's yes. from California and everything, so maybe yes. he just closed that game intentionally. You know, I don't know. But they haven't beaten him in the playoff or in the uh, in the playoffs, yeah, since. So I don't know. Anyway, um, so. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers signing is always great. I, I'm just hoping that the drama's gone, you know, we can move on. Honestly, Jared, I know you're not a real big fan of it, but um, I have always respected Tom Brady because he is able to – He always he, he, normally he'll agree to a pay cut to get a guy to come play for him. Mm-hmm. And I can respect that, you know, because you want to do – you want your team to do well, you want – you know, you want that possibility of a playoff berth, blah, 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 blah. So um, I can totally respect that. Oh, that's that one girl. Okay. I, sorry, I Googled Aaron Rodgers, and it's got him and Shalena Woodley. And I'm like, what has she got to do with anything? <laughs> okay, whatever. Uh, but anyway, so uh, Western basketball. Going to Frisco. First game is tomorrow night at uh, 7 p.m. Let's see. Let me see if I can find the schedule. Yeah, some of the games have already started. Yeah. I kind of figured that's how – I figured, I was hoping we would get a first uh, – the first round bye, but uh, – shoot. Okay. Yeah, we I, did. I made that. 
I'm trying yeah, to the find first there. game starts here in about 30 minutes. Rice and Charlotte will tip off, and then at 6 on ESPN Plus is Marshall and Louisiana Tech. And then later in the night, you have Old Dominion and UTEP, and then Southern Miss and FAU. Yes. Um, so Marshall is sitting at 7E. FIU is sitting at number 6. Uh, Marshall beat FI, FIU uh, 74-62. So they're going to be playing La Tech. Um, is that game started now? Um, yes. In about 20 minutes. Oh, okay. I was going to say, it says 6 p.m., so I'm court B. Do they have the big the big uh, curtain this year? Oh, yeah, they always do. Oh, my gosh. That, that curtain is so cringe. I'm sorry. It's all cringe. But, I mean, I've heard people that went. They said it was fun being in Frisco, but I just wish it was in an actual basketball gym. Okay, so the other game that's already been played thus far is UTSA, which is a six in the West, versus Southern Miss, uh, who was a seven. And actually, Southern Miss won by three. That's. Are you surprised by that, or are you uh, pretty A little bit, that? yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if you think about it, UTSA lost all their good players. I mean, Javon Jackson's gone. Rasheed Wallace is gone. I mean, they have Jacob Germ- uh, Germany, who's really good. I like him a lot, but I don't think he has much help. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they didn't have much of a chance. Okay, so Charlotte is playing Rice right now. I wonder if I can get a score on that. Kind of get us an update. My app says it starts in 30 minutes. Okay. So that one starts in 30 minutes, too? Mm-hmm. How am I missing all of these? <laughs> The women's games have already happened, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about the women here in just a second, but I, I just want to talk about scenario-wise. So, obviously, um, so tomorrow we've got Western playing around 6 p.m., and I'll say around. Uh, North Texas is going to be playing the winner of Charlotte versus Rice. Do they have a good shot against North Texas, or is North Texas – the uh, non-paper tiger. Mm, North Texas is pretty legit, although they did lose their last regular season game, which I thought that was really interesting. Um, it was Utah that beat them. Wonder if they tanked that one. Maybe I don't know, but obviously, I mean, North Texas has been Western's unbeatable team in the past few seasons in basketball which sucks it's so i don't know what it's going to take to ever beat them until they lose their coach or all the good players they have now yeah yeah i don't know of course this game is gonna western's game is on stadium so that'll be fun i I do think it's funny that espn plus got the first two rounds essentially two they got fiu marshall utsa southern miss And then they get all the first-round stuff. So all the other little guys are going to be playing. uh, I say little guys. The uh, lower-tier teams are going to be playing. And then we're going to have all the other – the next round, where Western's first game is, is going to be on Stadium. And then CBS Sports Network has the last two. Mm -hmm. Okay. Percentage-wise, what happens – what's percentage you think that Western goes and wins out? The wins the title? Yes. 20%. 20? Okay. I was thinking 10 or 15. Because I was thinking they play 10 if each If they played each team 10 times, I would say they could at least beat every team at least once. 
Yeah. I mean, they have the potential to do so, but the thing is, is how are they going to show up? We don't yeah. know what team is going to show up. And the thing that I think will kill this team is depth. I mean, yeah. I don't think you're going to win a conference championship winning, only playing uh, six guys. Um, me. I doubt Cozart or Brashear get a lot of minutes or, or, or butts even for that matter. I don't really see them playing much. So if it just comes down to six guys and say, what happens if McKnight were to get in foul trouble or something? I mean, yeah. he plays almost 40 minutes a game. So then what? I mean, Hamilton is back and he looked decent. And of course, Frampton was dealing with sickness too. So I don't know if these guys are a hundred percent or not, but uh, I just, I'm not sold on this team. I'm not. I, yeah. Um, I'm, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love this team um, as far as everything's concerned, but, um, and, and they're fun and sharp and some of the guys are fun to watch. Don't get me wrong, but um, like you said, you don't know who's going to show up. And it's the same thing every year. We deal with this mm-hmm. every year. We we sprint to the finish line. We get to the conference tournament, and the guys will make it to the second or third, you know, almost finals, and sometimes finals. And we end up, you know, as Jake would say, peeing down our leg because they don't have any fuel. They don't have any gas in the tank. Yeah. So, you know, it's just one of those where you're, it's, it's very frustrating to watch because of that, because you know, they're not going to have the, the fuel. They're not going to have the, the, the gas in the tank to, to finish this out. Yeah. And that's what I think will keep them from winning. I'll be surprised. I mean, more than likely it'll be Louisiana tech that beats Marshall and we'll play Louisiana tech again, which the big matchup for that is Kenneth Lofton jr. If uh, going up against Sharp. When we yeah. played them in Louisiana, Lofton was the one that won that battle. He had like 22 points, 11 rebounds, and Sharp only had like two points, seven rebounds, and four fouls. He didn't really do much. So um, we could get beat inside if we have someone like Louisiana Tech. And then uh, if we play North Texas again somehow, I mean, their three-point defense is absolutely smothering. They're a really good defensive team. And yeah. if this team shoots horrible from deep, I think it's over. Like, if they have another game where they're, like, 1 of 17, 2 of 12, something like that, that could be what keeps the team from advancing, honestly. And especially if their defense isn't good either and they leave a bunch of people open to take open shots. So, yeah. I mean, Well, is, okay. So, yeah. so Noel, I'm just going to ask. Um, so, for instance, uh, let's say somehow uh, Marshall wins out. How easy do you think it is to beat Marshall? Uh, well, we played them. This we will be just the third played them. Time. Yeah, this would be the third time in a row, which I don't know if that's ever happened before. But yeah, that'd be pretty wild. I I would still favor us just as the fact that they've played two games in a row and we haven't played yet. So we would have the fresh legs. And also, even though we have played them twice, I mean, I don't think they're good. So they would already have two games underneath them. This would be their third in a row. They would can maybe a little bit tired with us. I mean, we could either come out hot because of the fresh legs, or we could be ice cold because we haven't had enough practice or whatever. So yeah. it could go either way, but I don't really see them beating us. I, I see that with Marshall. I mean, um, I don't want to say we kind of got their book right now, but Law Tech is obviously going to be the opponent that we are just kind of cringing at, right? Yeah, because it's going to be a really tough 
road to a championship if we were to advance. I mean, it's still possible Louisiana Tech could show up, then Lofton could go off and dominate, and we could not even win a game in yeah. the tournament. I mean, that's possible. But if we, if we were to win, we would most likely be playing North Texas, and also it is in their backyard. It's in Frisco, so they have more fan support than anybody. I mean, it essentially is a home game for them. So, yeah, yeah honestly. So, and they've had our number in basketball, like at least the past few seasons, like we cannot beat them no matter what happens. It's just one of those things, but at least when it matters most, we cannot beat them. Last year was that example. They tried to blow that game and they still, we still couldn't do it, which was so annoying. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that, that game was very frustrating. Yeah. So, I mean, if we were to somehow miraculously beat North Texas, we would either have UAB or MTSU, which imagine a hundred miles of hate game for a championship in the conference. And I mean, that's the next time we'll play them. Mm -hmm. Um, Hypothetically, what is the chances? Okay, so we've beaten, we'll say, let's just do it by the numbers. Law Tech's moved on. We beat Law Tech. We played North Texas. What's the percentage you're going to give us? If you're the ESPN uh, intern that's filling that out, who's what's the chances? Western is at? 40%. Okay. Okay. I'd still have North Texas favored to win that, but I still feel like we would make it a close game. But I don't see us beating them this season. I mean, and, and the thing is, is that we played them pretty close. Like, the final score looked good when we played them in the regular season. It was 65-60. to 60. But we were down almost 10 points in the entire second half, so that wasn't yeah. the best indication of that. But they led most of the game. At least, like, the entire second half they led. They never trailed. And yeah. We tried to make a couple of runs at them, and this was in Diddle, too. And we just couldn't really get anything going, and their defense was just smothering. They held us to 60 points. Yeah, that was – yeah, that's a that's a very frustrating uh... – I mean, that was probably one of the most frustrating things, especially after just playing Kentucky and getting completely smothered. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah. losing about 35 points to that ungodly three-point shooting team uh, that is Kentucky. Um, but I will say, I would assume that the guy's uh, attitude is pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. from what I'm what I'm seeing, you know, as far as the record and everything. Um as far as the record's concerned, we're 19 and 12. How well, uh, what is what is a good season for us? Which Do we wins? need to win? Let's say we play La Tech and lose. Is that is that a good cake topper? Or well, or do we need to play North Texas? We, well, you need to win one. Because the benchmark that has been set for Western basketball now, apparently, isn't making the tournament. It's just getting 20 wins. Because that is one thing that stands buried. Like he's, it doesn't matter what happens. He's able to get to that twenty win mark, and then that's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, I could definitely see that. Um, yeah. I mean, if I, I definitely could see Western uh, definitely getting Sharp's uh, redemption story going here, playing Law Tech and helping Western beat them. Um, I mean, on a, Western plays Law Tech. What are you, what are you, what's your uh, what's your percentage there? What are, what what does Western get? Jeez, um, just for the fact that we're the higher seed, I give us fifty five. Fifty five. Okay, I, I could see that. I could definitely see maybe sixty. I'll give you sixty percent. Um, you know, Western definitely uh, 
I, I think Western, you know, maybe on a second, like you said, we've, we've got the fresher legs. Uh, technically Marshall is going to end up playing through. Uh, it'll be our, th- their third game if they made it on to play Western. So they're going to be a little more beat. Uh, La Tech is going to have a little more fresher legs than Marshall. So, I mean, I could definitely see La Tech beating Marshall and coming up to us. Um, if we lose the Law Tech, I'm going to be very disappointed. I'm just going to. Yeah. I, mean, I know we've already lost once, but at the same point, you know, we need that game. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you always want to win in the conference tournament, whether it's one game or all of them. I mean, hopefully all of them. But, I mean, I think we, I mean, I didn't even think this team would amount to anything after that two and five stretch in conference and they were 10 and 11 overall. They were sub 500. I mean, just about all of us kind of wrote this team off and didn't think that they would even be competitive. But at least they have been competitive in the latter part of the season. They won a bunch of games. They did what it took to get to the second seed in the East, which was pretty good. But the thing that worries me is that they've tried so hard to get to this point that I don't know how much they have left, honestly. And they've gotten a lot of the weaker teams in the latter part of their schedule, so they haven't really played a good team in several weeks. Yeah. So I'm not really sure if that's a good thing or not. I mean, and we still played middle through that and we couldn't beat them still. So yeah. playing Louisiana tech again, uh, it's going to be tough. Yeah. That's, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely going to be a tough game. Um, but at the same point, maybe I, I think Western's got at least a, it's over 50, 50. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lean towards Western because law tech may be closer, but I'm sure their fans don't travel as well. Yeah, compared to North Texas or some of these, you know, um, like they couldn't even pack their own arena when we played them. It was like half empty. It was more than half empty, or was it half full? Mm. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) But so uh, Western is going to be playing. uh, Men's are going to be playing tomorrow night, uh, Thursday, March tenth. It's going to be on Stadium. So if you don't have it, download Stadiums, sign in, do all that good stuff. Uh, game is about 6 p.m., 6.30-ish. Um, let's see if I can find Charlotte if it's started yet. Um, it says 6.30 p.m., so here in the next few minutes. Uh, for those of you on podcast, you'll already know what's going to happen. So, But for those of us who are listening live, which you can do on Podbean, um, definitely check that out. Uh, we're going to be playing at, on Court B on Stadium on uh, March 10th, which is tomorrow. Uh, so let's say Jared, let's just hypothetically say, uh, Western wins, plays North Texas, loses. Uh, do we make the NIT or are we out? No, I don't see that happening. There's a bunch of good teams that have lost and others conferences that will probably get the bid over us. Okay. Okay. I could, I mean, I'm not, I'm not arguing with you. I completely agree. Cause, um, I mean, we have a better record than some teams, but at the same point, you know, we uh, we just don't have the resume right now to to go to do some of that stuff. So yeah, compared to normal seasons, we didn't really beat too many really big teams. Yeah, I mean, we beat Louisville, but have they done anything this year? They're an 11 seed in the ACC tournament, so no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the bad thing. I think we were all really excited when they won, when they yeah. beat Louisville, because we're like, all right, that'll be a great win for the you know for the whatever you want to call it. Uh, NTI or whatever, net rankings, whatever. Uh, and it re- just really didn't pan out whatsoever. So that's just very frustrating. I mean, it'll be a good name win. 
it was also cool that it was on CBS and it was right after the tornadoes and for the relief of all of that. Like that'll always be a special game for all of us. Yeah. And, I mean, I wish it would have been a bigger game. Like I wish they would have been nationally ranked and we still won, but Oh my gosh, yes. That would have been awesome. Yeah, it would have been nice. It worked out for us to get the win, so ultimately I'll take it. So, I mean, that was the first time we had beaten Louisville in basketball in years. So, I'm not complaining at all. Well, I mean, the only thing that would have beaten that is if we beat Kentucky, too. Yeah, but that would have been our good. Oh, oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, the only thing I could say that would have changed that is if Justice was hot, like he was against Louisville. Yeah, but still, I mean, Sharp didn't have an answer for Oscar Sheboy. There was no way. He well, was I mean, and then, of course, he got hurt, too. Yeah. If you remember, yeah, he got Even hurt. Even if he was healthy, game. it would maybe be a 25-point loss instead of a 35-point loss. Which would look a lot better. Yeah, but, I mean, Toshiboy had, like, what, 28 rebounds in that game? It was some ungodly amount of rebounds. Yeah, it was uh, – let me see here. I'll pull up the stats for us real quick. Uh, Grady led, obviously, with 23 points. Don't start. Okay, it's different. I, th- I was going to say ESPN is going to start talking. Uh, yeah, he had 28 rebounds, 23 defensive rebounds. Uh, the only one close was McKnight. So, and then, of course, like I said, Grady had 23 points. Um, that At game least we was actually good. got to play them. That's the biggest thing. That's the first time that I think we've played Kentucky and Louisville in the same season since God. Oh my I gosh, even, I couldn't even I don't tell. even remember. I guess 2012 because we played Louisville um, in the, the, I think that was the one in Bridgestone or maybe it was the year after. I mean, I mean, it was close. I'm sure we played Louisville in 2012 and then we played yeah. Kentucky in the NCAA tournament first round, which that one was rough. Yeah. But, well, uh, I mean, the biggest thing from the Kentucky game was they shot 45% from three, and we shot 15. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can't do that. That's I mean, a killer right there. And that's you the did. thing is that our three-point shooting is not going to help us win many games. Unless no. Justice is shooting unconscious and out of his mind and Frampton actually shows up and contributes a whole lot, we're not going to be making a lot of threes. <laughs> the funny thing is looking at the shot, shot chart on ESPN because like there is a the entire right side – of the three-point arc is just white. Mm-hmm. Not even, like, because it's either filled in or it's empty, uh, and these are all blank. And it's like, the only the only place we could hit was at the top of the key. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Kentucky, you know, it's all speckled. They've got it up at, you know, certain spots, and it's like, ugh, are you serious? Uh, but, you know, it's, I mean, it's a different caliber team. So you kind of know, you know, this is what's happening. Um, but... Uh, so as far as the guys is concerned, I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to be negative, but it's going to be a tough road to win mm-hmm. this. Uh, they've got to beat, they've got to beat North Texas. Uh, of course, on the other side, you got UAB and Middle, both very tough opponents for Western. Um, let's see here, try and pull up, pull up some of the other games we've played this year. We lost to UAB by three, so that's definitely an, I won't say an easy game, but we lost some. The first time we played middle, or, well, let's see, is that the last? No. The first time we played middle, we lost 93-85. to 85, And then just uh, within the past couple weeks, we lost 69-52. Uh, so, it's gonna, it's, middle's definitely a tough opponent for us. And as much as I cannot stand them right now, uh, you know, 
I got to show respect. Um, yeah, because no one would have ever predicted this. It's just completely insane that they were even able to win the East. Because that yes. was something that no one was predicting. They went like five and twenty-one last season, or something like that. They did terrible, and were actually able to turn it around and be able to get to where they are now. So, I mean, you got to give them credit where it's yeah. due. And unfortunately, it is due. But do you want to hear the statistics? Well, I guess like the predictions. I can't remember who is. Sure. Is yeah, yeah, yeah. Go right ahead. Um. So for the conference tournament, your favorites right now to win it all at forty-two percent is UAB. Oh, wow. Uh, second best odds to win it all is 26% is North Texas. And at okay. third, with an 8.42% chance to win it all is us. Okay. And then Louisiana Tech is right after us at 8.34, well, 3.8. And then MTSU is fifth, which I think is surprising. That's six, what I was wondering. I was like, like 6.37% chance to win. So I don't know why it's so low for them, but. Especially as a one, well, as the one seed in that bracket that they're in, so it's really yeah, yeah. That's that's. I honestly, I thought, well, did I just zone out and miss you, MTSU, or what happened there? Uh, but yeah, that's that's kind of weird. I think that yeah, so, MTSU yeah. is so low, and they're giving us a fifty-one percent chance to beat uh, Louisiana Tech or whoever we play, and then if we were to play North Texas and get to the the oh no hang on yeah it's saying like for the quarter 100 percent semi 51 percent in championship and to get to it is 21 percent and i think that's okay. pretty fair that's that's a lot better than what we were saying mm-hmm. so i mean that's that's really good um so hypothetically speaking we've made it to conference usa tournament we are number two in the in the, our seed in the East. Is this enough to save Stansbury's job? Well, I mean, Todd Stewart already said he's not going anywhere, so that's nothing changing after this season. Except for if there was like a motorcycle wreck with his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, that or there's some bombshell recruiting violation that he's caught with or something like that. I mean... Uh, yeah um yeah that that would be the more uh obvious thing to happen rather than what mike just said um pull a patrino yeah pull a patrino um but uh, so so he's safe is what we're saying um it, besides those ridiculous hypotheticals um and we lose let's say we don't even we don't we don't even win another game is he is the hot is the seat hot or is it just lukewarm? I mean, I still think it already is hot, especially after that two and five stretch. That's when everybody was basically saying he needs to go. After yeah. that, a lot of people were, and a lot of season ticket holders said that they weren't going to renew after this season. I don't know if they changed their mind after we got to where we're at now. Um, I mean, it was technically a numbers wise sellout for the Marshall game on Senior Day. But it wasn't completely a sellout. I think it was still less than 7,000. But, I mean, there were a lot of people there. So it's whenever it starts to hit the tickets and the financial side of things is when it's more of an issue than just losing. Because Amen. if he loses that ability to, one, recruit and get good players, and two, like, sell tickets, then he has no purpose at this university anymore. I think that is the factor 100% of the time. Yeah, it, it's not necessarily the wins and losses. It is more the ticket sales. Yeah, and I think I think Todd looks at his, numbers. Yeah, he does. 
And um, especially looking at Sanford, his last year as football coach, like the senior night game when there was less than 3,000 people there. <laughs> or I mean, I think, at that, I think at that point, everybody knew. Yeah, I mean, everybody was done with the football program. Even though they did win that game, it, nothing had gone right before then. You lost to Maine. You lost to basically everyone. Yeah. And, uh, like, he had no choice after that. Once he saw the attendance for the last game, I mean, that was just an element popping. Well, and then, of course, that rumor started. That's another fun fact for that whole Sanford fiasco was that, you know, um, the whole fiasco of if he wins the last two, he's safe. And everybody's like, no way, no way that can't be. And it it actually turned out it was bull, but you know, at the same point, I honestly, I was kind of scratching my head wondering, is this true? You know, because who knows at this point, if, you know, Todd was kind of buddy, buddy with him. um, If he's going to save his job with this, you know, this action here. And I'm like, okay, let's watch and see. Uh, but back to uh, back to the the team at hand. Uh, we're talking Western basketball. Um, I think I think there would have to be a huge scandal to happen, or uh, Stansberry retires um, before they're going to go anywhere. But mm-hmm. yeah, because technically Harper wasn't fired; he just like left the program. Technically, so resigned. Yeah, yes. yeah he resigned. So that was different. And I feel like it would be like that with Stansberry, maybe. But the way that I think everybody's kind of viewing it, at least with me, like I'm not super eager about this tournament just because I don't really think we have much of a chance, at least compared to the past few seasons. I mean, I just haven't had that fire in me as much to, as normal, thinking that we can really do this and get back to the NCAA tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, most of the fan base already feels that way. So worst case scenario, you lose, and we already knew this was a down season with Keith Williams not being able to play, Zon Harmon being a head case and not playing. Um, and yeah, he course, may, I mean, he may have had some issues, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it was really hard to gauge all of that, and it's disappointing that's what's happened, but, I mean, that's the reality. And, I mean, so, I mean, we'll either think that this was an off season and it will be, or that somehow we can win and get in the NCAA tournament again. And then everyone's attitude will change getting back to the big dance, even though we didn't yeah. really think it was going to happen. So, I mean, I would love to see that happen, obviously, but do I think it's going to? No. I mean, will I be surprised if it happens? Yeah, I will be. I will be really surprised if we were to somehow win the conference title this year. So, if we do, I will. I will get a conference USA tattoo. I'm just saying, and I, I don't have care no what happens. But if we lose in the conference title game again, I'm going to be so freaking mad. I'm well, who won't be? It. I mean, it's just it's it is it's like Groundhog Day, man. You know, literally, it's an old '80s movie, Jared, or '80s '90s uh, with Bill Murray. I know what Murray. Groundhog Day is. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Jeez. <laughs> uh, but Groundhog Day actually it was '93. I'm sorry. That was when um, I was born. Oh, okay. So you you should know. Um, but yeah. anyway, Groundhog Day. I mean, it, that's just how I feel. Every year, year in and year out, I'm like, this is Groundhog Day. It's mm-hmm. just what it feels like to me, and it's it, it's frustrating. Um, you know, you think at some point you would break through that that invisible ceiling, you know, that glass ceiling, so to speak, um, and just Western just can't do it, and it's very frustrating. 
I mean, it started all the way back in 2018 against Marshall where we lost with that beard and missed layup. Then the next year we got back and we played Old Dominion and their defense just absolutely ate us alive and we lost. And then yeah. 2020, of course, COVID hits and we don't even get to have a conference championship game. It's, what it's, were we ranked? Um, I mean, we were about like we normally were. We were either one or two in the East. So We, we should were, get a banner, I'm just saying. Uh, that, that, <laughs> I, it's very illegitimate. Okay, so just so our listeners know, apparently Florida State got a banner that said that they were ranked, what, what was it? like? They two were in the top four? four, so they counted yeah. that as like... <laughs> So they got a banner made and hung up 2020 ranked number, you know, four overall. And it's like, really? So that's, Which, I mean, that's... silver lining, I guess. I mean, at least take some credit for what you did in a season that it was ended short. That sucks. But yeah. I mean, of course, 2020 happens. We don't get to have that. And if we were, we could have been the regular season conference champions, but we still lost to North Texas thanks to the two missed layups, uh, not layups, but free throws from Tavion Hollingsworth. And then you go to last year, we play North Texas again for real in a conference title game and have probably the worst performance. The worst. It was. Do you remember the Mississippi Valley State game in front of Obama and the British Prime Minister? Yes, I do believe I do. That was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen in my entire life. And I think the North Texas game last year was worse than it. Like, my thing is, though, at that point, like, are the guys just like so nervous? They're like, "Oh my Jesus, it's Obama and the British Prime Minister." Well, is that what it is, or is it just you know? Well, we shouldn't have just been an NCAA tournament anyways because that was the first year with Harper, and that was a throwaway year. Ken McDonald, they were under five hundred getting into the NCAA tournament, and the crazy thing is, is they won a game. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. Yeah. That was insane, but, I mean, looking at now, I mean, in last year with North Texas, I mean, we started in a 17 to nothing hole in basketball, not football, in basketball. Yeah. So that that showed that they were not prepared to play this game at all. They were not ready at all. I don't know what in the world Stensbury said to them beforehand, but he should have just not said anything if that was going to be the outcome <laughs> of them just not showing up at all. So, and then the, the crazy thing was is that they clawed their way back into the game goes into overtime and then they were so gassed trying to get back into the game that they just yeah. fell off the fell off the rails. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they said. Uh, what he what was said and of course we probably will never know, but it's just one of those where you're like what 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 happened? You know, you're like come on, man. It just looks like North Texas wanted it more if I'm being honest. Probably right. It's very very possible. Um I am trying to find excuse me the women's um you know even like a uh the tournament kind of layout to talk about this and i can't find it diddly but i do know that western uh has been knocked out they lost um they lost today uh, against uh, uab 74 62 so so they are done they're they're going home um and of course, this, the the bad thing is is UAB's eight and ten, where um, Western, you know, Western's eleven and seven. We had a lot better record, you know, arguably a better team. <clears throat> Excuse me, we're eighteen and twelve overall. They're sixteen and fourteen, so we're a little close as far as overall. But they just, I, I always want to see us win, so mm-hmm. I always hate to see the losses. But uh, 
you know, Western losing 74-62 is really uh, kind of a heartbreaker for me. Yeah, it's a bummer, but, I mean, at least for me, it was kind of expected after Meredith went down and being out the rest of the season. I mean, that absolutely yeah. killed all the momentum that this team had going for them. And, I, and once that happened, I I just seen how they responded. I mean, it was difficult. They didn't really have anyone to fill her role at all. So, I mean, yeah. I knew that this would probably happen. And, I mean, I did think that Collins did a lot better in another year. Like, he was able to turn it around. But, of course, like, once he does, that's, you have an injury, which you can't control that at all. So, I mean, it's just kind of a damper on the whole year. Okay. I did find the uh, the little uh, image for the, for the conference tournament bracket. Western is the, is a number four in the East. They played UAB, who was a five. Uh, and they were they were actually in the first round. Uh, UTSA UTEP uh, was the very first round, kind of the play-in. They were six and seven, uh, respectively. And Florida Atlantic, Florida International was six and seven for the East. Um, so UTSA play is going to be playing Old Dominion. Oh, actually, they already did. Excuse me. And Old Dominion won sixty-five forty-five. They'll move on to play North Texas. Rice is playing Marshall. Rice moves on. They play. They're playing Charlotte. Uh, Rice won eighty to sixty-two. Uh, UAB is going to be playing La Tech seventy-four sixty-two against us. Uh, UAB beat us. I'm sorry. And um, Southern Miss beat FIU seventy-eight sixty, and they're going on to play Middle. So they are at the uh, second round of the tournament, uh, and those games are on Stadium and ESPN Plus. And like I said, Western's out, so no offense, I, I, I don't care. <laughs> Good luck to all the women playing, but Western's out, so I'm dipping out too. Uh, so what did you think of the women's year? As far as, I know you said Meredith get, got knocked out, and as far as that goes, you know, that sucks, but... Yeah, I mean, before she went down, they were looking like a really good team. Yeah. So, possibly, if Meredith was still healthy, they would have stayed in it. Mm-hmm. I think so. They would have at least won a game or two. I don't think they would have lost the first game. Definitely agree with that. I could see, I could see Western at least, at least making what do you think the second round or not? Yeah. Uh, not second round, but at least third round. Mm-hmm. Oh. My goodness, man. It's hard to believe that two years ago we were basically sitting here doing the restaurant bracket. Yeah. I mean, or fixing the start, right? Yeah. This was right when COVID was really starting to spread in the U.S. It was around yeah. this time. Like, I think the first few cases were starting to pop up. I, I think March was right when they were like, okay, we need to start doing something. Yeah. And it was next week is when everything started shutting down. Yeah. And, but, we and, that's, were, and I remember too with men's like we were set to play UAB in the conference tournament, and yep. never took off. I was gonna say we were getting ready to we were talking about it and doing, and all of a sudden it's just like uh, they're canceling everything. Um, with hindsight, I don't see why we couldn't have played those games, but just me. Well, I mean, it was still so new that none of us really knew what we were getting ourselves into. Yeah, and exactly. It, and it was just now starting to get to the U.S., and it was a lot more scary once it kind of got over here. Like, I remember being in my break room at work when I just started outside of Nashville, and then I found one of those little interactive maps that was updated, 
like hourly with all the new COVID tests that were popping up, like positive. I remember one of the days I looked and there wasn't a red dot on Nashville. And then I remember when I saw the first red dot on Nashville, I'm just like, oh my God, it's here. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean, you're not wrong. And I mean, I'm not saying anybody who was, you know, nervous back then was wrong. But my thought is, is that I think that, you know, we may have been able to play those games maybe just with the teams and people watching, maybe not have anything in, you know, in the stadium. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, which, I mean, that's what they could have done in retrospect, but they, everybody else was just shutting it all down. Like they didn't yeah. think to just not have people come and they had already paid for tickets and stuff too. So, I mean, you'd have to do something for them and give them a refund or something. So I don't, I don't think there would have been a really good solution like on the cuff like that. No, I mean, hindsight is 2020. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Instead. Yeah. It's definitely 2020 there. Um, and it's just, uh, and I don't know if necessarily we're even over the pandemic. If that I mean, makes sense. It's getting better. Like next week I won't have to wear a mask at work anymore. Ooh, very nice. Um, now you are, you're fully vaccinated or no? Yeah, I am. Okay. Now I know some places, I believe Walmart is one of them that if you're fully vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask now. Yeah. And it was like that in July of last year, even okay. when there wasn't a lot of cases. Like if you disclosed and said that you were vaccinated, you didn't have to wear a mask. And I had maybe three weeks of freedom, maybe almost a full month. And then cases started ramping back up again and then we had to start wearing them again but now like it's not you don't even have to be vaccinated now to have to not wear a mask it's just completely up to you if you want to wear one or not starting next week so that's going to be big i was going to say i actually um i have to go on to fort knox or what we call it around here we have to i got to go on post tomorrow for a service for a burial and the uh the funny thing is, is I had to go get my visitor pass renewed because I had I had forgotten, and my wife told me, "Hey, you need to do this." So, um, like a good husband, I went and did it. Um, and in Fort Knox has been one of those that if you're not vaccinated or or whatever, you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so of course I'm digging through the truck and I find this baby blue mask that my wife got because I forgot it. I was like, I didn't even bring a mask. I completely forgot. And <laughs> so I get out of the truck, put this baby blue mask on that says Montana on the front or something, walk in the building and yeah, and I walk in the building and everybody's just kind of like looking around. Nobody's wearing a mask. I'm like, oh, are you kidding me? I was like, I could have just not wore this embarrassing looking thing, mm-hmm. but nobody's wearing a mask. And I was really surprised because, you know, at that point, everybody else has been wearing them. Mm -hmm. uh especially on you know military base like that you know you have to wear it and they were the funny thing for me is is you know military bases are were the first ones getting vaccinated over here and it was Mm -hmm. mandatory Mm -hmm. it's like line up get your shot you have no choice yeah so um you know that for them not to be wearing a mask today i was like well i guess we are over that and we are moving on to russia ukraine yeah pretty much (laughs) <laughs> which by the way world war three starts instead yeah i know uh which by the way i am very impressed uh with the ukrainian president yes he is incredible Zelensky. he oh deserves God. a nobel peace prize or something 
he deserves the badass of the year award in my book, man. Yeah. He is like ungodly. Like there was a, a my little brother, he's been staying on top of it because he's just, you know, all this military stuff. He loves it. Um, and he was telling me uh, the president of uh, I think the U.S. reached out to him and they were like, we're going to get you out of there. And he's like, why? The fighting is here. Send me more ammunition. And I was like, that is one of the most badass things I have heard in this century. Yeah, he said he didn't want to ride. He wants to ammunition. So there you go. That, that was the quote. I'm sorry. Yeah. But that's still that's like that's like one and of the, the crazy thing is, is before he was president, he was a comedian. He yes. Was like an was actor the, and a comedian. He was an actor on a TV show about a teacher who becomes president. Interesting. And yeah. And then he gets elected president, which, by the way, is so cool. Like everything I hear about this guy, I love. Yeah, and just the Ukrainian people in general that have been able to defend themselves and oh, have been—they've been hijacking Russian tanks and posting TikToks <laughs> on how to drive them with, it. They're stealing them with tractors. Greatest yeah. thing ever. And then there was um, one that ran out of gas, and this guy came up to him like a Ukrainian. He's like, "Hey, what happened? Are you broken down?" And they're just like, "Oh, we're out of gas." He's like, "I can give you guys a tow back to Russia." <laughs> it's iconic. Okay, on the topic. There was a grandmother, if you've heard it, just let me know. There was a grandmother who walked up to Russian soldiers and told them to put sunflower seeds in their pocket because, I quote, when their dead bodies die and rot, the seeds will have something to grow in and they'll have flowers all over the country. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like that is the craziest thing I've ever heard. If you're a Russian soldier and a babushka comes and tells you that, you just go home immediately. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, you know, if I'm the soldier that she told that to, I'm going to be walking around. I'm going to be like, did you just hear that? That is so crazy. But, I mean, hey, that's that's awesome. I mean, what are they going to do? They're going to, you know, do something to the grandma right there? That's crazy. Hopefully not. Uh, yeah, I'd hope not too. But it's just it's just wild. I mean, all the stuff you're hearing from over there. Um and I mean, even the crazier part is the is that the Ukrainians are holding them back, mm-hmm. which bravo, dude. Bravo, guys. Way to go. <laughs> as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned, um, you know, I can't say enough. These guys, I mean, to be able to hold off the Russian military like that is is very, very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I digress. Um that's all I've got tonight, guys. We will come back next week. Hopefully, we'll be talking about how Western won out, and there's nothing new to talk about. We're getting ready for the NCAA tournament. Or we're going to be coming back, and we'll recap, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, you know off-season stuff and what, uh, what to expect. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I will leave you all at that. Uh, I hope you have a good night. Enjoy the game. Uh, that starts uh, probably on right now. Uh, but for our podcast listeners, you already know what's going on. Uh, but we'll talk it to you next week. I uh, hope you enjoy. Uh, and as always, guys, go tops. Go tops.